Alright, folks, you know what it is, you know what it do. It's your boy, Sports Rap D, right here on Heat 100 Radio. And you know how it goes down. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And listen, you need to just tune in because you know what happens. Christopher Charles, thanks for tuning in. Frank, thanks for tuning in. Uh, let's see who else is here with me. Malik, Bug, Cuzzo, what's going on, good brother? So listen, Y'all know what it is. We're a little bit behind the gun, but nonetheless, I'm here. And you know how this goes down. You know what we do. You know what it is. And let's, let's just get right into it. We got some stuff to get to today. You know, we had some announcements on the morning rush. It was good to have them back in the building this morning. And now it's my time. Sports rap time. Flying solo today. My guys are out doing some other things. So I'm here as the show must go on. So let's get right into some news Real quick, and some updates uh, for you on this day, which is August the 8th, 2022. Like, it's August the 8th, y'all. Like, we are pretty much just about three quarters. We're on like, the last quarter of the year, you know? And it flew by. Like, we, we got through the pandemic, and now we're here. So, look, let's keep it rocking, you know? Let's keep it pushing. But just make sure you, you stay tuned to everything that you got going on and watch out for the monkeypox, because... We don't, we don't want no monkeypox or none of that involved in nothing that you do, all right? So, the Angels, in a record in a record feat, hit seven home runs, which equals a milestone. But surprisingly, they still lose the game. The Browns uh, have planned, planned to play Deshaun Watson in the preseason. So, I don't know how that's going to work um, exactly. But they look like they are planning to play him in the preseason. I guess his re- his suspension doesn't start until the regular season, um, which is for the first six games. And you got reports, and I reported it to you also, that the NFL is looking to um, – they are looking to just uh, appeal his suspension and see what happens with that and, and how, you know um, – Things play out there. So we'll keep an eye on that and let you know what's going on with that as we continue. Uh, the New York Giants um, rookie offensive lineman Marcus McKeithen has a torn ACL and he will be lost for the entire season. Sabrina Ionescu becomes the first WNBA player with a 500, 200, and 200 season. So shout outs to her. Um, kudos to her for that in that feat and such so early um, in her career. Mike Tyson accuses Hulu of stealing his story. Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt has requested a trade. In rebuttal, the Cleveland Browns have has said no, they will not trade him. Bobby Bonilla's infamous contract with the Mets sells at an auction for $180,000. Conor McGregor is slated to star as the new lead in Amazon's reboot of the movie Roadhouse, which was actually a good movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, so I'm anxious somewhat to see how he does in that role. Uh, the NFL wants the referees to focus on illegal contact fouls a little bit more this upcoming season, so we'll see how that plays out because we know we can talk end on end or end over end on how the officiating has been in professional sports in general. And finally, the WNBA is expanding to a 40-game season next season. I think that's a good thing for the WNBA, um, it will extend their season 
Uh, it'll leave some of their star players here in the States for a little bit longer. And hopefully it will increase their viewership um, as far as in the stands, live and in person. And hopefully it'll help with them getting some more um, advertising and getting some deals and stuff done so they can get promoted a lot better than what they have been um, being promoted. Moving on to scores. Uh, got Major League Baseball scores from yesterday. The Guardians blanked the Astros 1-zip. The Pirates beat the Orioles 8-1. The Phils beat up on the Nationals 13-1. Phils are at 60 wins right now. They're like, the I think, the third team or the fourth team to get to 60 wins. So, eh, looking pretty good. They're still in the wild card hunt. So, let's hope some things keep going in the right direction for our Phils. The Rays blanked the Tigers 7-zip. The Red Sox fall to the Royals 13-5. The Brewers fall to the Reds 4-2. The Blue Jays outlast the Twins 3-2. The Cards get by the Yankees 12-9. The Marlins blank the Cubs 3-zip. The White Sox get by the Rangers 8-2. The Giants over the A's 6-4. The Braves fall in New York to the Mets 5-2. The Rockies go to Arizona and fall to the D-backs 6-4. The Angels fall to, excuse me, fall to the Mariners 6-3. And closing out last night's MLB action, the Dodgers at home blank the Padres for zip. In the WNBA Sunday, you got the sun fall to the sky, uh, 94-91. The Sparks get by the Mystics, 79-76. The Aces beat the Storm, 89-81, spoiling the last home game um, for Sue Bird in Seattle of her career. And... 10-point win, the Lynx get by the Dream, 81-71. I will give you scores. I'll give you some schedules um, for Major League Baseball for tonight. Uh, I do have one WNBA game. It might not be tonight. I think it might be Tuesday, tomorrow. And then I'll give you, we got some NFL football, some preseason games coming up. So, with that being said, we are definitely going to get right into some stuff today um I, I got quite a few things that i wanted to try to get to today and i'm going to try and get to as many of them as possible and i'm sure that there will be people that will be chiming in checking on what i'm doing and what i'm saying and we'll probably uh, maybe have some things to say and like always you know how we do here if i see your comments or when i see your comments i will definitely get to as many as i can um on the air so before I get into, actually, you know what? I'm going to get into some NFL stuff right away because, like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, the season, preseason training camps are underway. Uh, we had the Hall of Fame game last Thursday, and we previewed that, got you ready for that while we were at the Drake Tavern that Thursday. We had a good show that day, too. Great show. Um, the guys were out. Had a couple of young guys. Shout-outs to those two guys. Uh, it was Mason and the other young guy. I forget his name. Um, it, it escapes me right now for some strange reason. But nonetheless, two young guys who had some really good insight. Um, it took some things, you know, um, that, that we gave them, some gems that we gave them, myself and Baldy, as coaches um, looking out for the young guys and helping them improve their skill set on the field. They also are members of the Abington Raiders. So if you in Abington, you in Jenkintown, you in Philly, go check out the Abington Raiders. Check them out. Get them your support. 
youth football team, we got to support our youth. Just like you heard earlier with the PHL Live thing that's going on, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But we gotta we gotta get back into culturing and nurturing our youth, um, especially at the age that those guys were. They were like around in that 12, 12 year old range. Um, but those are like the critical points, the critical times. But nonetheless, the youth in general, we definitely uh, have to get to them and make sure that we culture and nurture them and bring them along. Because there's so many avenues for them to go wrong that we have to have some people that will help steer them and will pull them back into the right directions. So let's talk a little bit about some of the early rankings um, in the NFL. Um, I got the rankings for all 32 teams. Um, and I forgot where I got this from. But nonetheless, these are the early rankings. And I'm okay with most of them, um, especially looking at arguably the top 10. Uh, and then I got a couple questions when we get to that second half, when we get to that 17 to 32. Got a couple questions there. So let's go through it real quick. And I'll give you the order, and maybe if I have anything to say, I'll talk a little bit about them. Um, the Buffalo Bills are, like I said, these are early rankings, so it's not set in stone that this is the way it's going to be. But these are just some early things, some early rankings that I saw that I felt like I could bring and uh, entertain my folks with. So, again, the Buffalo Bills um, are right now selected as number one. The L.A. Chargers at two. The Chiefs at three. The Rams defending champs the rams at four um at five you got the green bay packers number six tampa bay buccaneers seven the cincinnati Bengals, the super bowl runner-up um at eight the baltimore ravens and i'm mistaken i have a little bit of questions about this here as well at number nine our eagles and number 10 the 49ers so let's stop there for a second um eagles and 49ers are nine and ten uh I really don't know how I feel about the Ravens being above the um, Eagles right now. I think the Eagles made some necessary improvements. I mean, they still need some help as far as in the safety position in that secondary. But nonetheless, they they checked off some key boxes this offseason um, with some free agent signings. And they did a really good job in the draft this year. So I'm a little... Uh, offset, if you will, about the Eagles being 9 and Ravens being 10. I also feel like the Bengals could have possibly been ranked a little bit higher. I mean, they're the, the, the AFC champ, defending AFC champs, Super Bowl runner-up, and they've dropped down to 7. Um, the Chargers and the Chiefs, I think you could flip-flop them. You know, I think you could move the Bengals up somewhere around 4, 5. Um, you could arguably... See, I think the Bucks are cool where they are right now uh, because they've got some key injuries that may hinder some things that, that they might have been wanting to do this season. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Um, the Bills, um, I'm okay with that in a sense because I was impressed at what the Buffalo Bills did over the past two seasons, especially last season. And, you know, um, uh Andy Reid, Philadelphia Eagles disciple, and Sean McDermott out there is doing a bang-up job for them. He always, always was stout on the defensive end, but now he has the offense, and he's got some tools 
on their offense, starting with his quarterback. So uh, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not, eh, I don't have many issues with them being number one. Uh, moving on in this list, we get back into it. We had number 11. You got the Saints, the Titans, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. Rounding out the top 16. Moving into the second half, 17 through 32. The Patriots at 17, the Browns at 18, the Vikings at 19, the Lions at 20, which is a question mark for me. And you have the Colts, the Cardinals, and the Steelers following them in that order. I think the Cardinals could be arguably up there at 20 with the line where the Lions are. I think the Steelers could arguably be up there where the Lions are. Uh, not too sure about the Colts with their um, issues at quarterback with an, an aging Matt Ryan, so we'll see how that goes. Then at 24, you got the Giants, the Seahawks, the Commanders, the Jets, the Bears, the Jaguars, the Falcons, the Panthers, and rounding out 32-team uh, slate of rankings is the Houston Texans. So those those are your NFL early power rankings uh, for 2022-2023 this upcoming season. So, again, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, you could very easily um, move some teams around on that list. Um, I think the Eagles could be moved up a couple spots, maybe somewhere between that 6 and 8 range. Um, because like I, I feel like they're going to be better than they were last year with the additions that they made. But again, like I've been telling you um, all along, it has to come together. We can see everything that we see in training camp, but when we get to the real thing, it's got to come together. And I think it's going to be a lot on Jalen Hurts to get this thing started and keep this thing rolling. So also I found some other predictions, um, and these are what they have predictions for playoffs. So we've got the AFC up first. Division winners for the AFC. In the West, they got the, they have predicted the Chiefs. In the North, a repeat of the Bengals. The South would be the Titans, and the East would be the Bills. Uh, have no issues with any of those there. Um, I think that could be correct. In the AFC wildcard, you have the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. No arguments really from me there. I think that could happen. Um, like I said, the Chargers are definitely moving in the right direction. I'm a little quirky with the Raiders because you know I always say about but the Raiders are one of those teams that I frequently say we don't know what team is going to show up on any given day. So them being in the wild card, eh, not too much of a stretch. The Broncos... Um, have improved, especially with the addition of Russell Wilson. So I could see them um, being in the wild card, like because they still need some help on the others on other parts of that roster. But them getting Russell Wilson can help or will help. So I could see them possibly being in the wild card. We move to the NFC. The West, the champs, the repeat of the Rams. In the North, the Packers. In the South, the Bucks. And this is the one where I have an issue with, and it's the NFC East. And they have the Cowboys predicted as the winners. And then they have the Eagles, 49ers, and Vikings in as wild cards. I think the Eagles and the Cowboys will probably switch, will swap. I think the Eagles will win a division. And I think the Cowboys may get into um, a wild card position there. So, 
again, um, there hasn't been. We talk about the NFC East a little bit. Hasn't been a repeat defense of repeat champion since the Eagles did it. So the Cowboys won a division last year. So hopefully history will stay um, its course and someone else will win, and preferably the Eagles. You know, because I'm an Eagles fan. But again. We went through this after the draft, and I told you how I felt about the draft. We reported about the grade that the mainstream media gave the Eagles on their draft and in free agency, and I think they've gotten better. Uh, like I said, they addressed some needs that were definite needs, and they saw that last year, and they addressed it this year, so I applaud Howie for doing so. And I just think that with the roster makeup that they have um, and some of the things that have went on early this season, early in the offseason, where there was a little sliding of Darius Slay at the cornerback where he wasn't ranked in the top 10 corners, which he had a really good season last year. So I think he'll be playing with the chip on his shoulder. Um, I think A.J. Brown is beginning to love this city, but I think he will be also a factor because I think he'll be willing or he'll be wanting to show what the Titans got rid of. Um, and he'll be willing to show. And then he's good friends with Jalen Hurts. And then there's Jalen Hurts, who I think will also slightly have a chip on his shoulder. I think he'll have a lot to prove uh, coming up this year. And I think his confidence will grow as we progress through the season. So it'll be good to see how this plays out. But again, I, I still think that the Eagles will win the NFC East um, and not the Cowboys. So, because the Cowboys really didn't, if you think about it, you look at the roster makeup and like you look at the rest of the division, the Giants and the Commanders, we know what they are. We know what they are. They, the, Giant, the Giants, we know who they are. The Commanders have now have another quarterback, Carson Wentz again. Um, they have some offensive weapons. They have a pretty good defense. But we all know what Carson Wentz is. We know how he's been playing, um, especially even last season with the Colts. You know, and then like I mentioned when he was in, when he ended up being traded, that it says a lot about you when your coach that had you in All Star form lobbied for you. You play one year there, and then they trade you when there's no commitment to you. There's no verbal commitment. There's no um, public commitment to you, and then you end up being traded. So, again, for me, that says a lot about that particular player. So we'll see what happens. So you're looking at the NFC East, and you basically saying, you can basically say or argue that, yeah, there's like two teams in that race to win that division, the Eagles and the Cowboys. And I think the Eagles have gotten better than the Cowboys have um, this offseason. So we'll definitely keep our eyes to that and see what happens um, when we get through that. Another thing I saw that I thought was pretty cool, um, the 10 best wide receivers of all time. And I don't remember if I brought the other article with me, but I did bring this one with the top 10 wide receivers. So we'll get through that. And then oh, I see it here. I do have the other list here with me. So this is the one list that I saw. And we're going to try to compare these lists a little bit. And talk about some things here. So this first list I got from this was from NFL.com. Um, and I'm going to go in reverse order. So I'm going to go from 10 back to 1. Um, and 10, they had Raymond Berry of the Colts back in 55 to 67. Number 9, Philly's own Marvin Harrison of the Colts from 96 to 2008. 
Calvin Johnson at number eight of the Detroit Lions. Uh, number seven, Larry Fitzgerald from 04 to current, so he's still playing. Number six, Terrell Owens, who played for one, two, three, four, five different teams. So at a you know a number of teams he played for, but still great career. The old Steve Largent from the Seattle Seahawks. Then there's the great Lance Allworth at number four from the Chargers and also the Cowboys. Number three, you've got Randy Moss. Number two, Don Hudson. And number three, number one, Jerry Rice, um, who also played for three teams, but most famously, Jerry Rice of the San Francisco 49ers. So that was your top ten according to uh, NFL.com. So where we go after that? Now that list, um, a lot of the people that I'm broadcasting to right now, there are a couple names on here that you probably don't know about, which would be number 10, Raymond Berry, because we're probably all not old enough to have been seen, see him, seen him in that time. Um, of course, a lot of us probably have not seen Lance Allworth, but we all know about him. He was a very popular, his jersey was a very popular jersey, um, and I'm guessing because of the colors and everything like that with the Chargers when the jerseys were very popular. Um, I do remember Steve Largent with the Seattle Seahawks. I do remember him. Don Hudson, a lot of people won't remember. Um, but kudos to them. And that was from NFL.com. And then I went on to www.ranker.com. And here we go. And I'm going to do this one in the correct order, going from one and I think we end um, this second article. We end at 25. So you can see there will be some familiar names and you can make your own um, speculations or whatever on how you see these lists. So remember, again, you will hear some names, some similar names. At number one, stayed the same, Jerry Rice. Um, and this list moving up one to number two would be Randy Moss. Number three. You have Calvin Johnson. Larry Fitzgerald comes in on this list at number four. New name, DeAndre Hopkins at number five. And also this list is expanded with with like 15 more players on this list. The first list I gave you was 10. This list is 25. So there are some others added in here um, that you haven't, that you did not hear. One that I felt like should have been on the top 10 list, and I'll get to that in a second. But at number six, you got Julio Jones. Number seven which is a pretty decent ranking for him. I also feel like he should be ranked higher. I felt like he should have been on NFL.com's top 10 list, and this is Chris Carter at number seven. Um, this article they have number eight is Marvin Harrison. Michael Irvin at number nine. Steve Smith at 10. Steve Largen at number 11. Reggie Wayne at 12. Terrell Owens at 13. 14 is Sterling Sharp, 15, Tim Brown, 16, Heinz Ward, 17, Andre Reed, 18, Andre Johnson, 19, Antonio Brown, Lynn Swan at 20, Fred Belitnikoff at 21, at number 22, Art Monk, John Stallworth at 23, Tory Holt and Don Hudson ring close out the list at 24 and 25, respectfully. So there you go. There was a little difference in that list, as you saw. And there were some names added. There were some guys that were moved up a little bit. Um, the number one stayed the same. 
Randy Moss moved up one. Calvin Johnson had moved up. Marvin Harrison moved up from the first list that I read you. So, you know, you when you get to those kinds of lists and those types of things, this is another reason why when we talk about um, when people want to talk or have conversations about who's the GOAT between LeBron James and Michael Jordan, I really tend to have recently been tending to stay away from those decisions because it amazes me how people could ask you, as an individual, what is your GOAT or what is your top 10 list? And then they want to tear your list apart. And I'm like, dude, like, where do you feel like you can come off and tear my list apart when you specifically asked me what was my top 10 or my whatever? That's mine, my opinion. I mean, we can agree to disagree. You don't have to fully agree with or fully like my list or my particular person. But you have to respect it if you ask me what was my top whatever. So I tend to stay away from those kinds of conversations right now because you get too much into the people wanting to tear your list apart and pick up on what um, put in what they want to have put in and not, you know, have the respect for your opinions and your list, which is somewhat crazy because again like i mentioned you asked me what was my top whatever and now you say oh well i'm gonna tear your list apart and do this and whatever whatever so you know i tend to stay away from that um and and do some things early and some other things different um let's see i also have one more list that i'm gonna go through before i take this first break and that is another um, way too early predictions. Um, in the AFC, the top seven teams that they have here, they go Bills, Colts, which is a surprise, Chiefs, Ravens, Broncos, Dolphins, Chargers. It's the AFC. Wow. This is a shocker. And AFC, Buccaneers, Packers, Eagles at number three, which is an improvement, the Rams at four, the Cowboys at five, Vikings at six, the Saints at seven. The wild card round, the Colts and the Chargers, the Chiefs and the Dolphins, the Ravens and the Broncos, the Packers and the Saints, the Eagles and the Vikings, the Rams and the Cowboys. In the divisional round, they've got the Bills and the Broncos, the Colts and the Chiefs, the Buccaneers and Vikings and Packers, Rams. In the conference championship round, you got Bills versus the Chiefs for the AFC. And who do we have for the NFC? Don't have the NFC on here. And then the Super Bowl, they've got Buccaneers going back to the Super Bowl, playing the Bills. Um, I'm not too sure about that list there. But that was just another addition to what we were talking about in our way too early predictions for the NFL. With that being said, folks, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, got some fun stuff that we're going to get to. Um, got a little bit of Sixers talk in here. And just, again... Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and we're going to talk a little bit about some one other comparison that I saw, or actually two, three things that I wrote down about the comparison. And I said, these are not my thoughts or my opinions, but I will give you how I feel about what I give you. Um, so sit tight. You're going to talk a little bit of NBA when we come back. It is Sports Rap right here on Heat 100 Radio. It's 1139. Get your lunch. Get set up. Come on back on the other side. We're going to talk some NBA. And it's your boy. I'll see you on the other side in just a couple seconds.
right here on Heat 100 Radio. And, um, you know, it's getting to be crazy. Um, we got NFL season getting ready to kick off. Then we have some NFL, I mean, some NBA coming in October. So it's kind of like we are getting ready to jump right back in heavy after we had a little dormant uh, session in sports. But before we get into that, what I have for you guys left over the rest of the way, you see what I'm holding in my hand. Robert Reeves, thanks for tuning in, brother. You see what I'm holding up in my hands right now. Like we showed y'all earlier, fish fry, fish or chicken fry, here they are. These are the tickets. We got tickets. So listen, September the 4th, Heat 100 Radio, chicken or fish fry at LB's Lounge on 5th Street, 5th and Tabor Road, right across the street from the library. So listen, you heard what is going down. It's a birthday celebration for Rock. It is a artist showcase highlighted by B-Dot, Simply Monica, and we just going to have a good time. So y'all want to get out and come out and hang with us because like we mentioned earlier, you know what we do here at Heat 100, we give you tickets, opportunities to win some money, some free spins on your records, on your music. And then we also give you tickets. So coming up this Thursday at the Dell, and you know what it is with the Dell. You know the Dell, that's in some music every summer here in Philly. This Thursday, for the mature, the older crowd, and maybe some of the younger ones as well, we got Charlie Wilson. Uncle Charlie will be in the building hitting that stage. Opening for him will be Philly's own Carol Riddick. So if you can make it out there to that show, you need to be out there at that show. It's a rain or shine, as the Dell always is. So get on out there and check that out. Also, City Winery. Got some concerts coming up. We got Suzanne Charles. Suzanne Christine, I'm sorry. We also have this Friday, Selena Johnson at the City Winery. And then we have Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb at Punchline. So you know what it is. We got tickets for you. You got to tune in to Heat 100 Radio to win your tickets. Or you can just go buy them if you want. But, I mean, everybody likes free. But you got to tune in to get your opportunity to win some tickets. So there you have that. And I'll be giving you more announcements. Like you said, you mentioned we talked about PHL Live. And I will um, give you a little quick run through of that before I close out the day. And then I'll definitely get all that stuff posted um, later on today. So... Here we are in August. We are awaiting football season. We are about six Sundays away from the start of football season. We are into the preseason. We're in the training camp. So we had a preseason game last week to kick off the Hall of Fame game. We got two games coming up this Thursday, and then the Eagles kick off their preseason on Friday. And I'll give you all that information in just a second and probably before I close out. But what I want to do now is I want to backtrack a little bit. I'm going to bounce back, and I'm going to get to... Some NBA stuff. And a while back, we talked about some players um, going into the NBA Hall of Fame. And then there was a question about one player who we discussed and a lot of people chimed in and real and thought or felt that he may not necessarily be Hall of Fame material. And I am talking um, about Robert Horry. Okay. So... Let's just run through some basic stats because nowadays when you talk about these comparisons and you talk about people getting into the Hall of Fame and all of this other jazz, 
people at some point in the conversation during that dialogue will always go to stats, which seems to be the ongoing thing right now, stats and rings. So let's talk about Robert Horry for just a second. Real quick, Robert Horry, seven-time NBA champion. He was 93. He made the all-rookie second team. In the first round of the playoffs, he is 16-0. and 0. The 155 playoff games won. Overall season stats, overall career stats. So seven points a game, uh, just about five rebounds, little over two assists, uh, one steal, just about two three-pointers made in 24.5 minutes a game. So for me, I don't know if that full resume will get him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, although if you go by the rings, the seven rings could arguably do it. But everything else, you know, I mean, it is an impressive record. Like I said, the 16-0 and in the playoffs in the first round, 155 overall playoff wins. Could have some help, but I don't know. I think when people start looking at stats and then they look at his, what they had for his overall career stats, uh, may kind of push him away from the door a little bit more than it would closer to the door of getting in. So it's an ongoing argument, ongoing discussion. I'm sure some people will say, yes, he should be in. And then there are others that will look at and hear everything that I just read to you and say, yeah, he, no, probably not, more than likely not. So, you know, hasn't been done yet. So we'll definitely see how it plays out and if he ever gets into the NBA Hall of Fame. So another thing that I brought to you, on Thursday at the Drake, where I saw that it was very early, but they have NBA Central has gave up their list of uh, power rankings for the Easter Conference. And like I said, I broke them down Thursday. I broke them down in three sets of five. I'm going to do the same thing now. But this time, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start at 15, 11 through 15, then I'm going to work my way back to the top. So at 11 through 15, um, you got the Wizards, the Hornets, the Pistons, the Magic, and the Pacers. I think that's okay. The only thing, and like this is part of some of the stuff I said on Thursday, I feel like I could possibly move the Pistons up to the middle tier at number 10 and drop the Knicks out because I hate to say it a lot, but the Knicks always start out on a tear, making you believe that they will be doing something. And then at some point, things go awry and it just gets bad and continues to get bad. So I don't know, even with what they've done in the offseason, I don't think that they should be at number 10. So, But they are at number 10 now. So, But I think the Pistons are moving in the right direction with their young core. And I think that they will make some noise and try and possibly get into that middle pack. In that middle pack as it stands right now, you got the Bulls, the Nets, the Hawks, the Cavs, and the Knicks at 10. Like I said, we can swap there. And then we can talk about the Knicks. I mean, I'm sorry, about the Nets. We all know what's going on with the Nets in that situation right now. We don't know what's going to happen later on. We don't know what's going to happen by the time the season starts. Heck, we don't even know what's going to happen with them by the time training camp starts. So in my eyes right now, the Nets are a mess. Um, they've got two disgruntled stars or superstars. One has requested a trade. The other realized that because of his antics um, in the past that he would not get 
a extension, a max extension. So he took opted in and took the last year of his contract. Um, so he'll be eligible to play this year if he's not traded for the Nets. And then he'll be a free agent again at the end of the season. The second superstar that asked for a trade has just recently signed a four-year extension. And this is the first year of that four-year extension. And like I said all along with this KD stuff and this nonsense, it it, it may happen, it may not. But again, it's kind of some similarities to what the Ben Simmons situation was for the Sixers. is like he's under contract, so they do not have to trade him. So we'll just definitely see how that plays out. But again, I think the Nets are a mess and I wouldn't put them right now in that seventh spot. In the top five, you got the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat, and the Raptors. I think that's a good, solid um, five. Uh, now that I'm looking again, I could, you could probably argue and flip flop the Raptors and the Bulls, um, but you know it, it it can go either way. Um, but I definitely like one, two, three, and four. Uh, I think, yeah, the Sixers moved up. They were like at five. Now they moved up to three, which I think is a good ranking for them. Um, it just has to come together, like I said. And I think it will come together with all of these guys coming in um, with the full training camp and not like they did with the James Harden, him coming in and only playing 20-plus games and then going into the playoffs. So it wasn't enough. Um, and we'll see a difference, I'm sure. Um, also, I saw that they, these are the 16 teams. Way too early. Again, way too early predictions. I'm keeping with that theme. These are the 16 teams that are predicted to make the playoffs. Here we go. And again, I'm going to go in reverse order from 16. And it's just the 16 teams. So it's not by conference or anything. It's just 16 teams. You got the Cavs, the T-Wolves, the Hornets, the Nuggets, the Heat, the Clippers, the Celtics, and the Suns. The Bulls, the Mavericks, the Bucks, the Grizzlies, the Sixers, the Warriors, the Nets and the Lakers. Well, the Nets and the Lakers on this list. We saw what happened to both of those teams last year. And it's just amazing. And if you just think about it, this list that I have, and I went from 16 to 1. And the last two teams I told you were number 2 and number 1. And they got the Nets at number 2 and the Lakers at number 1. Which I think is a stretch for the Lakers not making the playoffs for Brooklyn being pegged as the on, odds-on favorites last year, last year, ending up in the playing tournament, and then ended up getting swept by ultimate finals runner-up Boston Celtics. So I don't know how they just put them in there. Um, there's still talk about possible trades um, with the Lakers. Again, we got the KD and you know the KD scenario and issues in Brooklyn. So we don't know. I mean, this is like I said, it's way too early. But it's just shocking that they have them at like listed as like one and two, like sure bets to make the playoffs. And, you know, games still have to be played. Training camp has to come along. Rosters got to be filled out and we'll see what happens. So along with all of this, we move into. Uh, let's see here. Well, we got another one in the way too early contenders and predictions of the NBA. This is um, the way they put it. Say, eyebrow will be raised for the Suns and the Grizzlies. On the fringe, they have the Sixers. Uh, one, two, three. Then we got going in in order: the Nuggets, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Warriors, and Clippers. And these are like your early favorites listed as contenders for um, a title in the NBA. 
in um, another report, looking at the top 10 teams in each conference as far as in the East, in this list, the Sixers are number two behind their division race rivals, the Boston Celtics. So, again, I think the Sixers are, are definitely going to be better. Um, I think with what you've been seeing with James Harden um, and the Rico Hines uh, runs most recently and the actual workout. And what I said last week and what I liked about the workout videos that you've seen from Harden. Hey, Stan, uh, good afternoon to you, good brother, coach, and blessings to you as well, as always. What I think you can be impressed and what you can take from the James Harden workout videos are the things that he was doing. He was working out with teammates, but he was also working on strengthening the things that had him somewhat in a lackluster performance um, in the half a season that he was here with with the Sixers. He's determined, um, he said it, and he's been showing it, that he's determined to prove that he can still do this. Um, so I think he'll be better again, um, and I think... Him at the Rico Hines runs, I think he's going to add an addition to, we're going to get back to somewhat a little bit more of the mid-range game due to that hamstring injury, which would help his hamstring injury in the long run. So I think him and the Rico Hines, um, and I think they're all pros. So he's getting some work in. And in those workouts, if you have seen any of those Rico Hines workouts, he's been taking shots that he apparently feels that he would get in a regular game. So I think that's a plus. So he's just not out there going through the motions and just playing. He's actually working on some things that he can bring to training camp and bring into the season. So, of course, you know, like I said, it's definitely going to be different uh, next year with the Sixers and James Harden. Then you have the additions of P.J. Tucker, who will bring some toughness. And I'm hoping that that will rub off on a lot more on a lot of these other players on the roster. You bring in a DeAnthony Melton who is a 3-and-D guy, um, similar to what you had in Danny Green, but just younger and a little bit more aggressive because he is younger. Then you bring in Daniel House, who also is a 3-and-D guy, solid. So you filled some gaps. You still need to fill some pieces where I think they need to get another, they need to get a veteran backup center because the two guys that you have are young. Um, I have a lot of confidence and faith in Charles Bassey, and I have some confidence and faith in Paul Reed. But I still think for them to be labeled as contenders and wanting to make a push, a deep, deep push, I think they need a veteran backup in that lineup that can help out somewhere down the line. Maybe even if it's just not until the end of the season when they're trying to jostle for position or once they get into the playoffs where they can give Joel some good solid minutes where he can be fresher down the stretch. So I think it'll happen. And again, like I mentioned, um, even with talking about the Sixers as far as what they did in free agency and everything else, and even with the um, alleged investigation, I still still think that they may make um, a couple other moves um, before the season starts. You know, we talked about, there was a lot of talk most recently about the Mars Swin who said he wanted to play here. So hopefully we can talk and get that worked out because that would be another great addition. And that would help as far as he's not so much the center, but that would also bring more toughness and that offensive skill set at that 3-4, especially that four position that we haven't had in a while. So we'll definitely keep our ears to the street, see what happens and what goes on and what plays out with that um, as far as with the Sixers. So the last thing we talked about last week when we were here on air 
we got some stuff and people were asking about the GOAT and we asked Baldy um on Thursday who who was his GOAT. Baldy's always gonna go with Kareem and we all he's always talking about how when people nowadays go into that GOAT conversation, they go with MJ or LeBron. Kareem is always out of the picture. Um more so and I don't really you know, um I'm an MJ fan, but I understand where to point. And but as a basketball fan as well, I think that Cap should be incorporated into that dialogue and into that conversation. So one of the comparisons that I saw, and this is just getting back to um, the Michael Jordan LeBron thing. And like I said, I, I stay away from it. I try to stay away from it at best. But like I said, I'm going through notes and checking stuff off, and I saw these, and I know that I'll get some feedback, if not immediately. Somewhere down the line when people see this video later on today or hear this audio within the next couple of days if they don't hear it today. But here we go. In comparison, and again, like I said, people nowadays are looking at rings and accomplishments and accolades. So here we go. For LeBron and MJ, we go with the MVPs. And these are league MVPs. MJ edges him out with five. LeBron has four. You look at rings, and this is one of the big things that people talk about now. MJ has six. LeBron has three. Finals MVPs. LeBron has three. He really should only have two, in my opinion. But we'll talk about. We can talk about that at another date. Uh, MJ with six. MJ has ten scoring titles. LeBron James has one. All defensive teams, Michael Jordan has made nine, LeBron has made six. Michael Jordan was once named Defensive Player of the Year. LeBron James has not yet become named player, Defensive Player of the Year. So there is a chance it's coming up this upcoming season where LeBron could pass Kareem um, and be the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. It could happen. Could not happen. But. When you look at stuff like this, and very easily, Jordan, people on the Jordan side have always tended to go to the six rings, undefeated in the finals, yada, yada, yada. He left for a year and a half, came back, and won three more. So it's like he won three straight, then he retired, came back, won three more, whatever. And you can go through that story. Like I said, that's one of my favorite stories with it, with that situation where he retired, and then he came back. And then he got beat, and then the media went, had their way with him, if you will. He was not, he should have stayed retired, yada, yada, yada. And then he turns around and gets the full training camp, and they come back, and they win three more. So he's undefeated in the finals. Every time he went to the finals, he won. LeBron has been there more times, but he has half the wins. Um, in the finals record, comparing these two, MJ is 24 and 11. LeBron is 22 and, 20, and 33. Jordan has played in less in 20 less finals games. And LeBron has three times more losses. MJ lost only one playoff series from 91 to 98, where his record stood at 25 and one. So again, with these types of arguments and debates and comparisons, you can go a bunch of different ways. People that are for on LeBron's side are going to say what they're going to say. They're going to hopefully stand by what they say and the people on the Michael Jordan side are going to say what they say and hopefully also stand by what they say so again like I said for me I have been a Michael Jordan fan for a long time um I am truly 
also truly a basketball fan first form first and foremost. So the thing with me and the LeBron James infatuation this is not an infatuation there for me. I think he's a very, very great player. Um this misses me the basketball fan talking. Very great player. Um freakishly athletic freakishly abnormal and i say that in regards to the things that he can do on the court at his size so some people may think i'm a lebron hater no i'm not a hater i just see some things in the game within a game as i like to say where i tend to swing more to the Michael Jordan side than the LeBron side. And, but don't get me wrong. I will definitely call a spade a spade and give kudos like I just did where kudos are, are warranted. And again, LeBron, impeccable career. Like I said, I'm not a big, not a huge fan, but I respect the game. I love the game and I respect the game. And I respect the players that have a very very strong impact on the game and lebron right now is one of those players um people will argue about who michael jordan played who he beat and then you'll have other players who will break things down in other ways where chauncey billups always says either chauncey billups or i think it is chauncey billups where he always says you know the issue where he would stick with the mike side is he said you know people have won championships under lebron's watch he said when mike was playing guys didn't win mike beat everybody and it was like a, a a thing with mike where yo i'm gonna beat you and if you beat me i'm coming back harder and i'm gonna beat you so again you know we can you, you can talk like i said end over end where people will will talk about these comparisons and, and go into these comparisons and all this other stuff and you can easily like i mentioned you can throw in names that don't normally get brought up in that conversation um, like God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, most recently passed away, Bill Russell. So there are names where you can have these conversations and these types of dialogues. Oh, Rob, thanks for tuning in, good brother. You can have these types of dialogues all over the place, and people are going to say what they're going to say. But the bottom line for me, and I think what needs to change in a lot of this, these dialogues and these conversations is the simple fact that if someone asks what is your top whatever or your goat or if you ask somebody who was their goat or what is their top whatever you have to respect their answer you don't have to like it but if you excuse me if you ask them for their choice at top 10 goat whatever you have to respect it again like i said you don't have to like it you can agree to disagree, but you have to respect their answer. If you ask them or if someone asks you what yours is, they have to respect you as well. So with that being said, you know, we wrap up another installment of the Sports Web Podcast. A little short today, but I think I got information to you that I wanted to get to you today. And again, like I said, we got the announcements. You know about the fish fry. Tickets are $15. You can DM me. Uh, you can message me right here on Facebook, Sports Rap Podcast is the group, or you can get at me on Instagram at Sports Rap underscore D. Hit my DM, let me know how many tickets you need, how many you want, and I will let you know uh, payment options. 
Like I told you earlier, I'm taking Cash, Zelle, and Cash App, but I'll give you all the information when you DM me um, about the tickets. And again, like I tend to say sometimes, serious inquiries only. All right, you heard about what's going down. If you're an artist, you need to get with us. If you DM about your tickets, you can ask us questions about the showcase that will be put on. Um, again, there's $100 up for grabs and possibly $200 up for grabs. You will also get 100 free spins on Heat 100 Radio. And people, if you don't understand what we're talking about, Heat 100 Radio, Internet Radio. So your 100 spins are going to be heard worldwide. Not just locally, worldwide. So you might want to look into that. So if you are interested, when you hit us, any of us, myself, No Chill, Simply Monica, Rock the Barber, Sweets, or Shoddy, if you hit any of us for tickets in our DMs or messages, please, please let us know if you are also wanting to uh, join this contest. Um, like Monica said, we're going to start the sign-up list at 3. Uh, the fish spot starts at 1. So we're going to give you a little hour to mingle. Get yourself together and at two to three will be the sign up and we're going to cut off at three. And listen, all we say is you bring it, bring it. And there will be people There will be judges there. There will be people to award you your prize there. We are also celebrating the birthday of Heat 100 Radio. And we are also celebrating the birthday of Rock the Barber, co-host of The Morning Rush. So this morning I sat in a little bit earlier today with the morning rush and we talked to councilman david o uh and we talked about phl live phllive.org is where you can get all the information and what they're doing is they are having another contest and they are bringing the showcase of philadelphia arts back um as far as with david o who's been doing this is seven years running now uh, PHL Live, what you need to do is you can send a three to five minute video. Um, and there are different categories, uh, rap, you know, a multitude of categories you can try to sue. But um, submissions will begin, registrations begin in seven days on August the 15th, and they will run until September the 30th. Uh, the competition will begin the third week of october and it will end in november and like councilman o said in december the winner will be selected and you know you get as number of people again five five finalists will be selected for a chance and they will get thousand dollars each and you get a chance to win something else so there's like 11 categories of music too you can definitely um get your niche find your niche and get in where you fit in um, you can go to phllive.org to get all that information, or you can hit any of us up here and we can get answers for you. You should also get to know the councilman who was behind all of this, Councilman David O. And shout outs to him for doing this for seven years. Um, on Instagram, you can get him at David O. Philly. And on Facebook, you can get him at David O. So get over there, check him out, see what's going on. Like I told you, this Thursday, Uncle Charlie and Carol Riddick at the Dell. The Heat 100 Radio has tickets for some other great upcoming shows. We got this Friday at City Winery. We got Selena Johnson. We also, and I have to get the date for you, Suzanne Christine is also at the City Winery. And then we got Corey Holcomb at Punchline. So you know what we say here, Heat 100 Radio, the station that keeps it 100. Station that gives you all your opportunities to win tickets to the hottest concerts in the city. Moving along, we're going to give you some schedules before we close out. Monday in 
the Major League Baseball. You got the Blue Jays and the Orioles, the Reds and the Mets, the Nationals and the Cubs, the Giants and the Padres, the Pirates and the D-backs, the Angels and the A's, and the Yankees and the Mariners. Also in the WNBA, you got the Liberty at the Wings. Also tonight, if you are in the city, Danny Rump Classic concludes tonight. Shout-outs to the Twins for their team making it. FOE making it to the final game. You got FOE versus Blue Magic tonight at LaSalle University. So you can you can get out there and check out some local, some Philly basketball. Happens every year. Um, it's a great tournament. You know, if you never get out to it, you haven't been, you need to get on board. If you can get there tonight, get there tonight. If not, you need to be looking out for when it comes next summer and make sure you get there. Also, coming up this Thursday, NFL preseason continues. You've got the Giants and the Patriots at 7 p.m., the Titans and the Ravens at 7.30 p.m. Also this Friday, the first game for the Philadelphia Eagles, the Jets are in town to take on our Eagles at 7.30 p.m. at the link. It is your boy, SportsRap D, signing out. You know where to find me, at SportsRap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, SportsRap Podcast is the group page. The webpage, SportsRapRadio.com. YouTube, get over there, subscribe to that channel, SportsRap TV. You can get this audio on iHeart, Google, Apple Podcasts, and most of your podcast outlets. Catch me every other Thursday at the Drake Tavern on location and every Monday here in studio, Heat100Radio.com. And stay tuned. Also, before I go real quick, I want to remind you, also, this coming Saturday, my guy, he couldn't come in this morning, but I have talked, spoken to him, and I will be posting some stuff um, all week. Under the Bridge, Germantown, or not sorry, Germantown Avenue, Nice Town CDC, my guy, Ivan Mighty Robinson, is having a showcase. He had it last year. I was there. I'm going to do a little bit more this year when I'm there, so get on out. Um, he's got some fights, some amateur fights to showcase. It's called Under the Bridge. And again, like I said, just check me out later today. I'll get some post up and I'll get post up all week. And then I'll probably do some live stuff while I'm there. So stay tuned, folks. Heat 100 Radio is working. Your boy Sports Rap D is working. And I just appreciate all the support. You know, I get support from my family here. Everybody that tuned in this morning, that's always tuned in. Greg Robinson, uh, Stan, Coach Stan, Coach Rob, everybody else that tunes in to us. And tunes in and watches what I do and is and is appreciative of what I do. I am also appreciative of your support. Thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy your Monday to kick off this work week. It's a little warm outside, so get where you need to go. If you don't need to be outside, best to stay in and stay cool. Enjoy your work week. Be great on purpose. It's your boy signing out. Talk to you all week on social media. Next week. Next Monday, right back here. And then next week, we might have a double session. We got a surprise. We can continue our interview series. And just stay tuned to find out who that is. And I'm sure you'll enjoy that interview. It's your boy, Sports Rap D, signing out. Peace. See you all in a week.